Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Anzo says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that tasting yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> Right. Did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohale. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. (laughs) Fair enough, you know. (laughs) Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 U.S. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Senator Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some beer, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 19th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We'll discuss St. Patrick's Day, some history on Guinness, and Puba calls in live from Florida, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair Guinness Draft Stout with the EP Carrillo, La Historia, in El Senador. Our second EP Carrillo cigar on the pod tonight, the La Historia in El Senador. Senator's namesake cigar. We'll get into that in a little bit. A very dark, oily wrapper. Of course, as always, boys, covered up by the classic <laughs> fabric and scotch tape on the foot. Yeah. 
It's fucking lunacy. <laughs> <laughs> what what are we doing with this man? Gotta love it. What's going on here? You what are we take doing? The fabric out. I mean, it's like got scotch tape on it. It's scotch tape on a premium cigar here. <laughs> we we need to write E. P. Carrillo and just beg them to stop doing this. Yeah, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and you know, it's a nice looking cigar too. It's covered up by these two pretty ornate bands here. And then the third foot band, like we're all trying to start to dig off here. So I'm just kind of buying time while we dig off this, this foot band. But I'm um, watching you. Yeah. Is the so. strategy to peel the tape? Because it won't pull off without like totally I, messing up. I think cigar. if Puba was here, I this just, thing would be already be in the ashtray. Mine just pulled right off. All right. Yeah. I, I'm not I've, having that kind of success. Oh, look at that. I just got the tape off. <laughs> I just got clear. mine. All right. We're good. So this is a uh, 52 ring gauge by five and three eighths inches cigar. A Robusta Extra, I guess you'd say. And uh, we can get into some of the other stuff about... We've done a little bit on EP Carrillo before, but um, let's cut this thing, see what we're getting on the cold draw. Very exciting night here with our pairing. Oh, yeah. So we're very excited about that. The guys are... Getting ready for St. Patty's Day. Champing yep. at the bit to get into our beer. The wrapper smells delicious. This cigar is quite nice. I feel like it's it's already darker and like uh, on the cold draw and and the wrapper, it's it almost smells like sweeter than the pledge did. Agree, but yeah. the, I gotta say this cold draw. Usually we you know we don't have a whole lot to offer on the cold draw. You don't really get much. We'll sometimes get cedar. That's pretty much it, or just tobacco. But on this, the cold draw, it's straight dark chocolate it's to me. Yeah. Absolutely dark chocolate. It's unusual. It's, it's like great. one of those Bouchards I used to eat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever gotten that on a cold draw with such, such like this. Like it's yeah. it's very yeah. apparent. My draw is pretty tight though. Um, so I, it's funny. I was reading apparently the draw is intentionally slightly firm. Really? Because in, in that CA thing I had sent around, that's what they say. Got it. So far mine's quite nice. Open, cool. Ready to go. All right. So let's cut. Uh, let's light this thing, boys. EP Korea. La Historia, El Senador. Let's hope it smokes as good as it uh, smells. I hope so. Again, it's a 52 ring gauge by 5 and 3 eighths inches cigar. Robusto Extra. Uh, Mexican wrapper, Ecuadorian binder, made in the Dominican Republic. And it comes in a very, very ornate box. Yeah, I was actually surprised when the box arrived. I didn't expect this cigar to be so adorned. And it yeah. uh, comes in a box of 10, beautiful red box, this uh, sort of felt black interior. It, it's very nice. Oh, wow. So as we all toast here. It's really smelling nice in the room. You're going to yeah, continue wow. to get that chocolate right in the first draw. Yeah. Cocoa. Um, it's pretty velvety, actually. Hmm. Interesting. That's ridiculous. You get the sweetness from that Maduro wrapper. Yeah. 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 Wow. Nicely constructed cigar. A bit rustic on the wrapper. Agreed. Yeah. Beautiful, though. A lot of flavor. Oh. A lot of flavor. A, lot, a ton of flavor. I'm impressed on the light. Mm. Pagoda, this is right up your power alley. Yeah, this is fantastic. Um, Have you had this before, Pagoda? Uh, no, I don't remember it. I've had uh, the Encore, of course, which I've really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, the Pledge. Um, they, yeah, they tend to do uh, really good cigars. And by the way, I agree with you. They're, uh, when they come in boxes, the boxes are pretty nice. Yeah. All of them. Even the Encore boxes are fantastic. Um, and these are, I mean, I'm looking, I was looking before we came on, I'm looking again. 
uh, I mean, the price on these is not bad. What'd it, you pay for these? It, it's crazy. So they retail for about 12 bucks a stick, but you can get them online for as little as seven, eight, at most nine, wow. 10 bucks a stick. Wow. Yeah. That's quite a value for a flavorful cigar like yes. this. I saw this box for- That's ridiculous. 80, I think like $88. Yeah. Right? Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. There's, it's definitely packing up quite a bit of strength in this thing. Think about how cheap that is, actually. I got to go back to that price. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's a good it's, price. It's incredible, the wow. price point. Yeah. I mean, I, I am shocked. I feel like when we reviewed that, that <laughs> um, uh, Oil de Nicaragua Antonio, that was a dark cigar, and we were expecting a bomb of flavor, and we were left with not a whole lot of flavor. But this cigar, right on the light, you expect a dark Maduro like this to put out a yep. really nice, rich flavor, and so far it's delivering that. And the flavor is crisp and it's discernible, right? Not muddled at all. And you know what's interesting, too, that I, I don't think I've said about a lot of cigars? This has a unique thing for me that well after I've pushed the smoke out of my mouth, well after, I'm still tasting... On the finish, yeah. The finish is probably one of the longest-lasting mm. finishes that I've had on a cigar. Yeah, yeah, good point. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah it's very interesting. I, I think the notes that we were provided, Senator, um, I'm not getting it so far. It's certainly the nougat, definitely the dark chocolate, but some of the other stuff they mentioned, baked apple, cinnamon, roasted nuts, I'm not getting yet. So but what's funny is what, when you look up other folks that have had this cigar, they have a completely different experience from CA where no one is talking about baked apple or half of the stuff they mentioned, the, the predominant thing I've seen that's been very common is a lot of chocolate in this cigar and on the cold draw and right on the light. And we are get getting that. it tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think in full force. Now it's like a sweet, earthy cocoa yeah. chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Almost Padron-like. Yeah. Brother, I think this is... Uh, this is very interesting. Quite a cigar. Yeah. I'm impressed. Well, let's see how it... Yeah. Let's see how it plays it's out, of course. I can see the flavor profile ramping up right on this thing. So just a quick story on how we, we picked this cigar. So a listener actually reached out to me. Uh, I had never heard of this cigar before and suggested that we review it since it has my namesake. Uh, the, the shape, at least, is El Senador. So uh, a couple <laughs> clicks later, and uh, here's a box. Shameless. I've never seen Senator so willing to spend 100 bucks on a stick he's never smoked. Well, Let get, that be known. We get to talk about him for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to say it for an hour. Well, the El Senador. You know, the one, thing nice I didn't, right the one thing I didn't mention about the cigar, which is clearly obvious, uh, it's box-pressed, like yeah. you know, a lot of other Nicaraguans and a lot of the E.P. Carrillos are. Are there E.P. Carrillos that are not box-pressed, do you know? Pagoda? No, I, I know the Encore is definitely box-pressed. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so is the Pledge. Yeah. So I guess all their stuff is box-pressed, but... I love a box-press. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I got to tell you, you know, we talk about smoking multiple cigars a day. A, a lot of times we sit down and smoke, unlike other very professional, perfect people who review cigars, um, you know, sometimes we'll have a cigar before or a Cuban or something. This is my first, first cigar of the day today. It's... <laughs> It's given it to me. It, it, it could be a one-and-done cigar yeah. with the profile that it has, depending on your timing and available time that you have. I don't, I don't get the strength in this, though. It's not, yeah, I, I'm more with Rooster in that. Yeah, I, I, think I think there's a distinction medium. here. Mm. I think it's full flavor, mm. but I think right. it's medium, medium strength. strength. Right. Like, I'm not getting a lot Agreed. of nicotine. I'm not, I'm not, comment, I'm not saying nicotine-wise. Like, I'm not getting buzzy. I just, it's really... It's flavorful. It's flavor. Full-flavored, yeah. yeah. Which is not bad. Very accurate, yep. Great combustion as well. Yeah. And the purposeful tight draw is working. 
Agree. It's definitely working. Mm. It's a bit snug. Not, yeah, not, not bad. Not tight. Not yeah. bad at all. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I taste chocolate all the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very, very good. Burning and the, well. And the booze pairing. Yeah. <laughs> Look at he's he's champing at the bit. He wants it's in. It's a home run tonight, gentlemen. A so we run. have cans. Pagoda was so kind to pick up cans of Guinness uh, draft draft stout, and it has the nitrous in the can, which mm. is obviously very cool. So I'm very interested to see how these pair together here, boys. Go for it. Is this the first or second beer that we've done? First. It's the first? first? We haven't done any beers. Okay. I thought long, long ago, maybe that Oktoberfest thing. No. Oh, that's fantastic. Our first beer. Our first beer in honor of St. Patrick's Day coming up this week. Very exciting. Yep. Um, obviously wishing that, uh, that uh, Grinder and Poober were with us. Mm. But... Uh, well, this is a really nice pairing with the cigar. I mean, can I say the obvious? This, this is the perfect pairing. It absolutely is. I mean, th this is like a rich, chocolatey cigar paired with just a the, the chocolate milk of beer. It's, I mean, it, it's... <laughs> it's fucking masterful, Rooster. Well done. That was yeah, that call. was a good call, Rooster. And, and you know, I, if a listener out there is trying to think of what to do for St. Patrick's Day this upcoming weekend, I would absolutely run to the store and grab one of these, these cigars. Oh, yeah. To pair with your Guinness. Yep. And for the folks who don't drink, Guinness is rolling out. We talked about it on a previous episode, I think. Um, they're rolling out their 0, 0.0, their non-alcoholic uh, non stout. Right. Uh, which is on its yeah, coming out. And I think that. And I think it's nitrous infused as well yes. in the can. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I know that a local uh, uh, former club uh, clubhouse of ours is doing uh, an event in the next few days yep. uh, celebrating the launch of that. So. Pretty cool. I got to say, just already, I already like this better than the pledge. I'm a thousand percent oh, with yeah. you. No doubt about it. In fact, I was just thinking, you know, I know you guys love it when I reminisce about other cigars and compare. I feel as good as uh, when I smoked the Liga number nine. Just from the point of view of the feeling that I'm getting and the, some of the notes and just the the visual on the stick, it's really quite similar. I mean, an inch in, I'm, I got to yeah. say, so far, this is very satisfying to me, mm -hmm. more so than the Liga was at this point. Mm. I think the Liga had more flavor. It did have more flavor. I think the Liga, though, also had more strength. Yes. Yes, yes. that's true. And I, and I mean strength and a little more nicotine, just a, a bolder cigar. This, for me, is a bit more preferable in that my sweet spot for a Maduro in terms of strength and flavor, as we know, is the Exclusivo, the Padron, uh, 1964. And I feel like this is just about the same level of strength where I think the Liga is a step above that. Um, and then flavor-wise, I agree that the Liga has more flavor, but this has enough for me. I mean, this is a lot. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's great. Liga had a huge smoke output. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it was insane. I found this the finish to be a little similar to this, a little bit. Yeah. What I I, but also, I mean, this is half the price. Dude, I think it's true. true. Seven so great bucks. Value. Yeah. It's insane. It is insane. Not seven, but like... Yeah, nine. it's it's sorry. It's, it's, it's eight to 12 you can get it for. Yeah. Still. But with tax, I, I think I literally paid eight something a stick. And I'm starting to get That's a bit of um, some baking spice, maybe cinnamon with my cocoa here. I agree. Yeah. As I'm getting further into this, I'm getting a little cinnamon oh, in a exactly little baking that spice. baking spice. Which makes it even more enjoyable. Oh, yeah. For fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is really good. Yeah. 
So I have some interesting facts that I pulled up knowing that we were going to do Guinness. I thought this was some of these things were pretty cool. So we were talking about the little nitrous ball in the bottom of the can. When they invented that in the late 80s or early 90s, it actually won the Queen's Award for Technology in 1991. Oh. And the, uh, the thing it was running against was the Internet. <laughs> it, the, the ball of nitrous in the Guinness can. It beat the Internet. Beat the Internet <laughs> for the Queen's Award. Interesting decision in hindsight. I could see that. I mean, mm -hmm. At least uh, Guinness is a lot more enjoyable than clicking, clicking away. <laughs> so I wonder what the difference is when the, the Guinness and the bottles, and then when you, you know, drink the draft. Now, most people do prefer the draft. Yeah. Yeah. You know, over the bottles. Got to get the cans. Yeah. No doubt. Another thing I think thought was interesting was obviously the Guinness Book of World Records. It's based, you know, they're tied to the beer. I had no idea. Yeah. It was uh, in 1951, the managing director of Guinness's brewery, Sir Beaver, Sir Hugh Beaver. <laughs> where's Puba, where's Puba to, when we need him? That should has, I, that has should to I be, begin? That should has begin? to be a lizard name. That can't be real. He had a pub argument about the fastest game bird in the UK. And then that's what came, they came up with the... Uh, superlative ridden book of world records there's a strip club named sir beaver some is that true yeah no <laughs> <laughs> and finally on guinness that i thought this was interesting guess when their lease runs out on their brewery they have a very long lease mm. it ends in the year 10,759 <laughs> <laughs> So do you guys do anything for St. Patrick's Day? I know none of us are Irish, but do you guys do anything? Drink. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's usually a fun drinking holiday. I mean, you know, I feel like when you're young and in college and all that, you go out to bars and, you know, everybody's drinking Guinness. and It's an opportunity um, to gather. What are those called? Uh, when you've got the, like, shot with, with whiskey and boilermakers. Oh, boilermakers. No, yeah. no, no, boiler no, 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 no. Um, car bombs. Oh yeah, car, car bombs. bombs. That's what it is. Mm. That's what uh, you, you put the shot in the Guinness. You have to chug it. Oh, but basically ba before the Bailey's curdles. That's why you really got to chug it. That sounds horrible. <laughs> it's it's excellent. It tastes really good. Yeah, I used to have a lot of those. Yeah, I used to enjoy eating corned beef and cabbage. Me too. Oh yeah, that was yeah, yeah. a corned beef sandwich, so, soda awesome. bread. Oh yeah, beef cabbage. I think we, we do spicy that. Spicy brown mustard. Yeah, soda bread is probably the hardest thing to make right. Or that tastes good. Yeah, it's cheap enough to buy. Because most soda bread, you have it's just so dry, dry. and crumbly. I mean, literally, it's like you're. Mm. Uh, it's drier than a scone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a great scone earlier in Brooklyn. Oof. Did you? Fantastic. Yeah, I, love, I love scones. Love me a good scone and a scones. black cup of coffee. Yeah. I needed a cigar, but should have had one. This reminds me of the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode with scones. Remember that Latte Larry's? Latte Larry's, the spice store. <laughs> Whole Foods It's has not a scone. Yeah, Whole Foods makes great scones. Yeah, I haven't had one. Whole Foods makes great everything. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a really good cigar. Mm. I'm stunned. I'm praying that it, it keeps up or gets better through the, the, the last third of the cigar. If it continues, I can envision a good score on this thing. It's absolutely going to have a good score if it stays where it's at. Yeah, if it continues like it is in the first third, I will smoke another one of these. The finish yeah. is... And I'm shocked I'm saying that. I was very nervous buying these. Yeah. Either this was going to be a pleasant surprise or a complete disaster. And so far, 
it's 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 delivering. And what Gizma said earlier is proving true. You know, the finish lasts so long. You're getting a lot of the flavor well after the the finish on the stick. It's fantastic. Still getting the cinnamon and chocolate here. I love the New World cigars because you can take the bands off so easily. Mm, yeah. Compared compared to the Cuban sticks. Compared to the onion skin bands. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple layers. <laughs> so it looks like they make this in. Four, Four sizes. individual sizes, yeah. yeah. The Donna Elena, which is a Toro. The E, the E3, which is a, also a Toro, but it's a little bit. It's almost like a Toro Gordo, I guess. It's fifty-four by six point seven inches. Oof. The El Senador, that's a big cigar. That's a big Priced. cigar. Too much. El Senador, which we're smoking now, and then the Regalia Cecilia, which is a Gordo, which is oh my god, it's fifty-eight ring gauge <laughs> by. Almost six inches long. It's pagoda size. Yeah. That's that's like a <laughs> chop and a turny. Too much of a. Well, I hope you're talking this. Again. Too much of a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so this was the number two cigar in 2015. Uh, oh wow! Uh, with cigar aficionado. Number two. Mm-hmm. The senador. 2015. I think the La Historia, but it might have been a different size. <clears throat> Let me check which Vitola it was. I, I'm not sure. Wow. Um, That's high price. Number yeah. was two? It, number was two. it ranked this year at all? No. No. No, but it already got a high. Okay. I mean, I feel like they put a gap between them. But yeah, the, they try to space them out. There must have been another EP that was up there. There was an EP there, in the top 25. Was, yeah. that, that was sort of the trilogy because the, the La Historia was two one year. The Encore was, was one, one one year. Mm. And the Pledge was one. Patron, Patron's uh, got it four times, which is the most, I think. That's true. Oh, that's great. Yeah. All right. That's most that's most number ones. Makes so the, so the, uh, the year that this was number two, it was the E3. So it was one of the Toros, pretty big Toro. Uh, the number one cigar that year was the Oliva uh, Milanio Figurado. Very smooth flavor. Excellent. Yeah, it's picking up in spice for me. Yeah. Same. I actually like the spice. It, mm-hmm. It's I, I feel like the flavor is getting more complex as yeah. you as you smoke it, which is nice. I'm liking it even more now than in the beginning. Same, right? So I got a good question for you guys. We're not a sports podcast, but this is an interesting sports story I saw today that uh, I was curious because we haven't talked about it. But did you see that uh, Calvin Ridley on the Atlanta yeah. Falcons got uh, suspended for the year? What a buffoon! Buffoon. So this is what's interesting, though, and I'm curious what you guys think about it. Is twofold. Number one, I guess I'm laying out my position here, but number one, he was away from the team, I guess, for something. He he bet some parlays, but he, he opted did, he opted out during the COVID year. But he also took a mental health thing. This yes. that's when this happened. So he uh, he was betting that his team was going to win. Now, here's my question. If you're a boxer, if you're an MMA fighter. You're allowed you, to bet on yourself. You can go to the Floyd Mayweather every time goes and bets on himself. Yeah. So my question is, is number one, why can't you bet on yourself? Mm. Even if you're not playing. Now, listen, if you don't bet on yourself, if you bet against yourself, I think you should be, you know, hanged publicly. But to be suspended for a year betting on your team to win well, I don't know. I, it doesn't make sense to you me. Know, isn't it insider information if you're betting on your team that it's not a level playing field, that other people don't have the same information, and you might have some friends inside getting some inside information. But if you're betting on them to win, I think it overall creates a, um, a negative environment, and 
I think, awful precedent for was, was professional he players. On he was only betting on his team winning. He did not bet his team to lose at all. Now, here's the other interesting thing. NFL players, it's frown. I don't know if it's illegal for them to bet, but it's kind of frowned upon by the by Well, the, by the, the union, yeah. To, it, to, to well, he's suspended for a year. To do actually any gambling. He's suspended for the year because of that. Now, and I'm arguing that. Now, my other thing that I thought was interesting, too, obviously with how much sport betting partnerships have gone on with a lot of these leagues, there's a, there's a prop bet now as to what is going to be his first game back. Like you can bet <laughs> on what game and what day like he's going to return to the yeah, NFL. You can bet on anything. But that's kind of screwy. So, I don't know. I, I may be complicating this, but... You know, I guess in principle, I'm not opposed to the idea of a person or even a team betting on themselves, though, you know, that's the type of thing that that needs to be disclosed. So I guess I'm wondering if he was placing these bets and not disclosing at all that he was doing this. Um, and I say that because, right, if it's not being disclosed, then we don't know who they're if they're betting for or against or anything like that. Um, but I guess this also gets complicated from an enforcement standpoint because say even a player discloses they bet on themselves, how do we really know that Floyd Mayweather or someone's not betting you know, elsewhere sure. to, to bet against themselves? So uh, the enforcement of this, I think, becomes really difficult, which is probably what begs the case for just banning it because it, it could undermine the game if there are guys that are placing you know, bets to, for their team to lose and could be tanking games oh, through bookies imagine? or other means where it, just anything remotely. I mean, they're going to look back at every single game that he played, you know, throughout the season in the past to look at plays like, did he do something to purposely? Well, I think know, they did that already because I guess it, they took about a month or more to do an investigation before they announced it. Well, so there was a game where actually Falcons had a horrible season. They were they had like four wins. Yeah. But they were playing another team that had, you know, mo- I mean, they were like much ahead. And he actually, they talked about this today, and he actually fell or slipped, seemed like purposely before he got into the end zone. Oh. But that goes rooster. The, <laughs> that goes oh the other God. way. Yeah. You know, I mean, if he's if he want if he's betting on winning, I mean, so. sure. So if I'm, if I'm a player on the Jets and I know my team's going to lose and you know they will. <laughs> Always bet on them to <laughs> the lose. The sadness in his yeah. voice when he said that. Yeah. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to place the bet. I'll have my brother or my sure. buddy. Right. Here, here's 100 grand. We're going to lose to Tampa Bay and you fucking know it. Yeah, go place the bet. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. sure. By the way. Why not have someone else place the bet? Why do it yourself? The owner of Pittsburgh Steelers. Mr. You know, Rooney. You know how he bought the team? On a bet? He won that money on horse racing in <laughs> one day. Wow. Wow. He wow. Bought that team what? In one fantastic day. Fantastic story. Wow. One day. That's incredible. That's yeah. fantastic. God bless that horse because he's a <laughs> damn good owner. <laughs> he is. <laughs> I'm sorry. He is. He is. He is easily one of the greatest owners in the history of football. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Guy's done a lot of great stuff. Agreed. I mean, this is going back, I don't know, God knows how many years, but, you know, when. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> so we're coming into the second third here on the La Historia El Senador. I am really enjoying this. Yeah. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled too. Good Shocked. Stick. It's shocking. I, I don't have a single complaint yet. Yeah, this is one of the better uh, non-Padron Nicaraguan cigars that I've ever had. Yeah. So far. Yeah. 
Now, it may fall apart, but so far. And for the price, it's really spectacular. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, Jesus. They could be definitely charging more oh, yeah. if this holds all the way through. Can we edit that? <laughs> I don't want these to go up in price. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to. Because I will buy these. I yeah. will for sure. I'll so buy would these. I. Yeah. We have a couple good sticks coming up, uh, a couple shocking sticks. I think, uh, uh, you know, obviously you've heard it. You heard it at the beginning of the episode, but Padron 2000, which senators so. teed up for us in the next few weeks. Yeah. I've not I've not seen Senator react to a cigar the way I watched him react to that. I'll just say buckle up. Really? I, I ordered a box of these, which so far is really delivering. Yep. And a box of the Padron 2000. And I've had a number of friends tell me you should try that stick. And I had a larger ring gauge of the 1000 series that I really, you know, Pagoda was nice and shared with me. I really didn't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even smoke it, in fact. But that little 2000, it's close to the size of the Exclusivo. For the price point, wow. Wow. Right, I, so. I'm curious to see how you guys feel. It's not as complex as an Exclusivo, but it's a damn, I think, I think you'll be very surprised. And we got to do that French fry stick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the Papa's, Papa's Fritas. Fritas. <laughs> Papa's Fritas. From Senator Rave about that cigar. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. yeah made me want to buy it the next day. I know. And it was good. Fantastic. I'm curious to hear what uh, Rooster thinks about uh, the 2000. Yeah. yeah. No, they're supposed to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Never had any of the 1000 series Padrones. 1000, 2009. I Ever? hadn't until Ever? recently. I have had 3000 and 4000. I don't enjoy them. But similar to what uh, Senator said, I haven't had the 2000, so I'm interested to see. So anyways, that's another preview of what's coming up in the next few weeks on the pod. We've got some good stuff, um, but I can't wait to try that. So um, this is interesting. Our uh, resident Irishman uh, has been texting me knowing that we're recording the pod. Not only does he want to uh, chime in on our Irish festivities, but... He also wants to give us an update live from Florida. All right. Really? Oh, yeah. That's happening now? It's going to happen right now. You are a technical wizard. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it sounds. <laughs> we'll see how it sounds. But uh, So I sent a video of uh, Senator pouring the uh, Guinness. I think that shook him up That a bit. probably did it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Kubas. Pick up or delivery. <laughs> <laughs> he lives. What's up? Well, man, no vegetables? <laughs> what do you need? <laughs> Another What's pack up, of Guinness, so we, please. Uh, we, we need some Afrin. We, uh, <laughs> we decided to have you on. And, you know, obviously you're a resident Irishman for our St. Patrick's Day special here with some Guinness. And uh, we're smoking an EP Carrillo uh, La Historia, which is surprising. El Senador, please don't forget. El Senador. Senator got it because of its namesake. But we decided to have you on. And uh, what's going on down in Florida? What's going on down in Florida? Well, there's lots of tanning. People like to tan. Uh, here, bikinis. They like to. They like to. Uh, they like to soak their bodies in the sun. So there's a lot of that. Um, there's, uh, you know, odd behavior at times. I mean, uh, as 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 demonstrated by some of the photographic evidence. I mean, people walk around half nude uh, down here. Uh, they valet with no shirt on, get their cars from the hotel and thongs. It's really, it's quite odd. But um, I'm sure you're covering your nice. eyes. The weather's good. <laughs> Sounds like heaven. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. 
Weather's good. So what are you guys drinking tonight? We're having a Guinness uh, in honor of uh, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, wow. Oh, you're missing Yeah, the Guinness. You are missing so, a pairing. I love Guinness. I mean, we all love Guinness. And uh, I can drink a pint of Guinness with no hands, by the way. Just <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not surprising at all, honestly. Is, does that Just apply in the shower? Because <laughs> there's like no carbonation. I can, uh, I can do a demo, like, you know, next time. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, what's Guinness like in the shower? Uh, Guinness, Guinness like when? In the shower. Oh, in the shower. Um, smooth, chocolatey and tasty. <laughs> Um, tell, tell, enjoy it tell, everywhere. Tell Puba that his uh, towel behavior is something we're going to be dis- need. We need to discuss soon. Oh yeah, oh, we got a full God. report on your what what you do with towels after your shower. Senator gave us a whole thing. Yeah, I use a towel one time. No good. Dude, that's crazy. That's, that's no what, good. What do you go through? Thirty towels a month. Oh. It- yeah. <laughs> How many towels do you own? Um, good question. Uh, none are in rotation. You know, none are fully stocked, obviously, due to the churn. <laughs> so I, I can't give you a quantitative answer, um, but there are many. So, so, so explain this. So you take pool towels, you know, like that's when I get in real trouble, when I go into that stockpile, which is the, the, you know, there's, there's, there's regular towels and then they're, they're pool towels. And when I go into the pool towel stockpile, that's a real, that can get problematic from a, you know, relationship perspective, but we can explore all this another time. But yes, I use a lot of towels. So just to clarify, every time you take a shower, you use a new towel. Hell yes. Has he ever used the same towel twice? Yes, but I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yes. Have you ever used somebody else's towel? I think I use a hand towel a couple of times. Okay. But after that, it has to go. Wait a minute. It has to go into the the bin. This applies to hand towels, too? It, It applies to hand towels, too. No, 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 no. I'll use oh. a hand towel like a couple of, you know, okay. like okay. a number of times. Do yeah, you ever yeah, share yeah. towels? Yeah. Do you ever just share towels? I shower. I just, I'm done. I'm done. I use the, I use the towel to, to its completion. I deplete its capability. <laughs> its capability. <laughs> God bless uh, Mrs. Puba. So uh, we look forward to having you back, man. Looking yeah, forward yeah. To- I, look forward, I look forward to coming back. Um, Florida's great. It's a, it's a, it's a great place, um, you know. High speed limits, um, lax regulations, low taxes. Gas is very high. I mean, uh, uh, here just like everywhere else. But uh, it's um, it's good. I look forward to, to checking back in and uh, rotating back into the world. But for now, I'm going to just enjoy myself. Well, enjoy it, man, and uh, we look forward to having you back. And we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Peace and love. Peace and love, Puba. All right. There's our Puba update live from Florida. Can you believe it? He I, sounds like he's having a terrible time. I'm still not over the towels. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I've never heard something so crazy. Yeah, that's like Martha Stewart. Apparently, Martha Stewart uses a, uh, every day gets a new set of bed sheets. Every day? Every, every day. day. Wow. 
Every day, new sheets. Wow. Yeah. And Michael Jordan, a lizard himself, every time he played a game, he put on a new pair of shoes, very famously. So there are, uh, there are crazies out there in the world like Puba. So what are you guys thinking about this cigar? This is moving a lot faster than I expected. I'm looking at some of you guys. I, I'm taking my time with this. I, I almost worry some are smoking a little fast. I, I'm, I don't smoke fast. It, this, is, uh, this is definitely moving along quite a bit. Bam Bam's hang, handing out more Guinness. Thank you, Garcon. I like that I can say that for once. I'm not the one serving. Is it dead? No, don't open another one. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. We need to use the saber on the bottles of Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to Ireland. I do, too. I've never been. I have some friends that went. Pagoda, you've been, right? Yeah, I've been to Dublin, actually, uh, with my wife. Uh, um, she was pregnant then. We ended up going to the Guinness Brewery as well, uh, which was fantastic. Great experience. Although what I couldn't understand was uh, you had to buy Guinness. You know, like typically in breweries, when you go around and you end up at the bar, you get a free Guinness. And the thing was like very expensive. I remember it being like 50, 60 euros to get in. And I think wow. it might have included one Guinness in it. And then if you want another one, you had to purchase it. Um, I've also been to the Heineken Brewery where they used to just give boatloads of beer. You know, they used to bring, bring trays. But I guess things are changing. So so when you say you, you had the Guinness at the, at the, the brewery, did, did you taste the freshness? Oh, yeah. So it was Fantastic. like dramatically different? Um, you know, it feels different, right? Because you're in that environment. You think it's better, you know. Uh, uh, I, I believe there's like... Um, um, there's a source of water uh, just around the corner, which makes it really uh, uh, makes Guinness what it is. And uh, I think there was some conversation on the fact that, uh, you know, Guinness started exporting globally. And oftentimes Guinness would not taste the same, uh, you know, when it was being shipped, uh, you know, to different continents because of the weather and uh, different, uh, um, you know, I guess pressure. Or I'm not sure, but... Um, I remember just really, really enjoying the Guinness uh, and the fact that you feel, you feel good. You know, you listen to the story at that point in time. You're in Ireland. You're having a great time. You know, you're visiting a brewery. Like for me, it was a, definitely a great experience. Like it's a must do. Yeah. I mean, we should definitely do it. We've talked about it with Grinder. We need to do a lizard trip over yes, there. Yes, we do. Honestly, any of the like just famous breweries are really, really cool to visit. I mean, I, I've done some work in, in my career in the, uh, the beer space and having visited, you know, the Miller Brewery out in Milwaukee and the Coors Brewery out in, in Golden, Colorado. It, it's it's incredible, honestly. And, and to your point about the freshness, I mean, I couldn't believe I was talking to uh, some of the brewers and even the head uh, brewmaster at, um, at Miller and asking some of these guys what their favorite Miller beer is. And, you know, they make they make Blue Moon. They make so many different beers. And I couldn't believe the number of guys that were telling me that Miller High Life is their favorite beer that they brew. And I remember trying it there in this very fancy glass, you know, the champagne of beers, they That's call right. it. Yep. <laughs> and it was actually pretty good. But when I've had Miller High Life in college or, you know, it sucks when you have it, <laughs> you know, in some packaging. So I, there's something to just a freshly brewed beer at the source. Oh, yeah. Um, that, oh. that's, that's pretty special. And the history of all these places is just incredible. That's spectacular. 
What's also great about just, uh, you know, traveling and when uh, we were in Dublin, we were visiting bars and I remember being in a bar on a Sunday evening and there were a couple of guys who were singing, you know, they had the guitar and just hanging out there and singing in the bar. And uh, so for tips, you would actually buy them a pint of Guinness. Mm. So we bought them a couple of rounds of Guinness. It was great. And, and people keep switching. There are different musicians who come with a different instruments, play it, sing. It's just such a great environment. Uh, I think Dublin is uh, one of my favorite cities to visit. For sure. Ooh, very cool. Yeah, that's one of the European cities I've, and countries that I haven't been to. I've been to many, but I have not been to Ireland. I will say, as, as you know, I'm big on air travel and I have strong preferences. <laughs> we know. <laughs> I, I unexpectedly found myself flying Aer Lingus because a flight of mine got canceled on British Airways from Seattle to Paris, which is not, there are not many flights that, that fly that route. And BA canceled my flight because there were so few people on the plane and I had to take an Aer Lingus flight and I will give them credit. Their business class product, fantastic. They've got massagers built into the chairs, Ooh. the flight attendants. I mean, you'd expect the Irish hospitality. It was, it was so fun on that plane. I mean, everyone, it was just like a party. It was, <laughs> awesome. it was phenomenal. <clears throat> so let me guess, did this serve haggis? No, they, they actually, the, the beef was filet mignon. Wow. wow. And it was actually edible. No blood sausage? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> In coach, I'm sure they were serving that. Oh, boy. Oh, here we go. Here we go. El Senador. <laughs> oh, so we, I mean, I think we'd be remiss. To, I, I know we're recording this about a week early, so we can't, you know, uh, pontificate about selection, you know, selection Sunday or what's going on with the uh, with the tournament but obviously mm. always lined up around uh St. Patrick's Day is the start of March Madness. Yeah. So uh obviously coach K finished his last game the other night. Got a yikes. Yeah, it wasn't good. Was, uh, no. You know what I thought was interesting is they they called it coach K senior night and they didn't honor honor the seniors. They oh, were graduating. <laughs> they did not honor the graduating seniors which I thought was funny. And uh coach K obviously wasn't too thrilled. <laughs> yeah, Getting, that was a that was a beatdown. Yeah, it was I a mean, poor showing, start to finish. They did not. Duke did not look good. Who do you guys have any uh, favorites in the tournament this year? Longhorns, yeah, Texas, Texas. Oh, there you go, Pagoda. I'm hoping Seton Hall makes a run, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, me too. We'll my, see. my team won't be in the tournament this year. I'm very I'm very disappointed. Does like your team that. have a basketball team? Uh, they do. And uh, for the record, the no, Ivy uh, League plays in they every, do. every they single do. March Madness, period. Whoever wins the Ivy League gets know, a bird. They have a pretty good team. Lynn Saturday. They do. Yeah. They, do. <laughs> they do. Princeton's got an excellent team as well. Yeah, yeah. they're number one in the Ivy League. Yeah, they're, it's ridiculous. They're, they're probably uh, the perennials. They're definitely going to be there. Yeah. Rutgers, Rutgers is a surprise this year. Yeah. Yeah, they're playing so obviously, very well. Obviously, we're Jersey well. guys, so yeah. we're rooting for our, our our Jersey teams, and some of us are. Anyway. Yeah, well, they've got a legendary uh, a tie to a legendary basketball player in uh, Ron Harper. That's right. His yeah. son is a yeah. star on that team. Yep. Yeah. And then speaking of NBA, NBA's heating up quite a bit, too. It is. We've been watching a lot of that while we smoke cigars. We sit in the lounge, our clubhouse, and there's like six TVs going with all different games and sporting events. It's fantastic. It's awesome. I got to give LeBron credit. I mean, I'm not a huge LeBron fan. There's nothing I dislike actively about the guy. I'm just not a big fan. Uh, but 56 points the he, other night against yeah, was amazing. the Warriors of all teams. Jace, a, Jason Tatum. Yeah. Had he had 50-something 50 50 against something. the Nets. Yeah. yeah. Unreal. Unreal. Incredible. Yeah. It was just fun. Did you see after that LeBron game, 
Matt Stafford, now Super Bowl champion, Matt Stafford was sitting courtside and LeBron walks right up to him and his wife after and said, I can't have you in the building and not put on a show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fact that it was yeah. just, he was dominant start to finish. Yeah, he was. And you said what? what you said a stat the other day that I thought was interesting about LeBron that even for me, yeah, I'm not wow. a huge sports guy, but what the stat you said was pretty wild. This was crazy. So I, I read uh, LeBron is the only player in NBA history to have scored 50 or more points when he was under 21 years old and over 35 years old. Wow. It's crazy. Wow. wow. Only player ever to do that. Mm. That's wild. Yep. He was a tank that game. Yeah. A tank. Speaking of tanks. You're, you're holding a tank. I'm holding a tank. <laughs> this cigar is really good. It is. I still can't believe I don't have anything to complain about. With can't this stop stick. puffing on this. Yeah. Guy. And, and really Rooster, can. too. I would have thought that. If anybody would have disliked this cigar, it would be Rooster. I oh, felt the other way. It's pretty good. Connoisseur corner. I, as soon as I could f- see how flavorful this was, I said Rooster should. He likes a full cigar. This would be. And Pagoda. In his wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. And Pagoda. Right, right up your alley. Yeah. yeah. No, really, really enjoying it for sure. You know, any, any cigar that has chocolate, cocoa, earthy notes. A I'm bit in, of cinnamon. I'm, I'm in. Who, is, yep. who wouldn't be in, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 And for the price point, too, I mean, that's what I, you know, I've talked about this before. You know, that's what I like about doing the podcast. You know, obviously, we're trying to provide a lot of value for the listener. But for us, we're trying cigars that I normally would have never reached for or purchased or even had interest in. And I'm finding stuff that's really at a, a great price point that is, yeah. is just fantastic to I'll, throw in a rotation. I'll say it again. You know, that we've had new, a bunch of new worlds that I haven't smoked in seven, eight years that I've now gone out and bought a few boxes of and now have. Yeah. We kind of revisit those old favorites. And, you know, as some of the stuff that we can't get our hands on at various times, if it's Cuban or not, even, even some of the New World stuff is hard to get our hands on right now. You know, we're watch, we have, you know, uh, we have uh, notices on these websites that send us an email when they come back in stock and we're texting the group chat and, hey, get the sticks. They're available. It's nice to have options. Yes. You know, stuff that, that's smoking well. Absolutely. This is a good option for our clubhouse to... Absolutely. You know, yeah. Get they these. should get this. Yeah, get definitely. Ah, great point. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So are you guys ready to do the uh, FLR, the formal rating on our Guinness tonight? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I know what this rating is going to be, but... I'm at a nine. Very nice. Clean, crisp nine. Pagoda. Could easily, Yeah, honestly, Guinness. it could easily be a ten. Okay. Senator? I'm at a nine. I'm at a 10. I love it mm-hmm. so, so much. Yeah, I'll do a nine. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah, if you think of beers just generally, I think Guinness pairs so well with cigars. Yeah. It does. I, it, I'm so glad you said that because I think Guinness pairs better with a cigar than any beer, period. I totally agreed. I think a lot of the stouts and porters will do well with anything that's chocolatey and yeah. velvety like this. Yeah. Even padrones yeah. would do well with oh, absolutely. Uh, stouts and no porters. Doubt. No and doubt. And I'm realizing I should qualify that. Any new pairs better with any new New world. Yes, that's right. a good point. Yes. That's a good point. I would not have this with a Cuban. Right. All right, so. Except so, maybe for the Maduro one. A grow yeah. for sure. That's oh, yeah. Good. That would be a great and pairing. The, and the Cohiba uh, Maduro, Maduro um, that, that would be really good with that, too. Right. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Very good call. Yeah. Senator, what do we got? 9.4. Ooh, very nice. Huge that's recommendation. That's, I mean, that's the least surprising score of ever. Course. But, I mean, yeah. 
A 9.4 for Guinness, I but think, is perfect. I will say, I'm sure there are plenty of listeners that have actually never paired a Guinness with a cigar. That's true. I say that because I only recently started doing that. I think that's when we had joined one of our clubs that's where right. they've got great Guinness on tap. Yep. And to Puba's credit, you know, he's a big evangelist for Guinness and, you know, he'd order around for everyone at the table. And that, that was one of the first few times I actually seriously paired Guinness with a stick and it's, it's a perfect pairing. Same here. I've never had it with a cigar. And you kind of want to want the Guinness at an Irish bar. Yeah. You know, where there's a lot of volume, there's those kegs kind of go through. Served and at the right temperature. It's got to serve right temperature and there's a way to serve it. Yeah. Right? Way to pour a it. Way to pour it. Yeah. Actually, it, it reminds me of uh, when I had uh, just started smoking cigars in late 90s, early 2000s. I used to hang out at a bar called Rosie O'Grady's in the city. And in the basement, you could smoke cigars and we would have Guinness with the cigar. That is so cool. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's awesome. Let's go. I wish that, I wish that were the case today. It's so hard to find good spots to smoke. Yeah. You know, the one thing I want to call out to listeners, um, Grinder certainly falls in this category when he returns. I think we'll be doing more beers. But uh, if you have a beer that you think pairs very well with a cigar, please let us know. Yeah, we want to know. Yeah, email us uh, or, or find us on Instagram or whatever it may be. You know, and, let and, us know. And also, more importantly, if you have cigars that you want to recommend for yes. us to rate, because oh. I can't take credit for this EP Carrillo. This was a listener who had suggested this to me. So please send them our way. Very successful recommend. Yeah, yeah. very good. El Senador doesn't let us down. <laughs> Senator never lets anyone down. Wait, who are we talking about? <laughs> I just have to say, you know, the fact that that pledge prequel that E.P. Carrillo makes got Cigar of the Year in a 98. That's even higher than the Shark and the Padron that just got Cigar of the Year. And this apparently only placed second one year. For me, this is hands down better than the, Much better. the pledge prequel. Yeah. I think yeah. we all agree. I think, by the way, this got a 92 oh. in CA and it's got low. number two of the year. But that's six points lower than yeah. the... Than the the pledge. You know, I'm, I'm curious if you buy a box or two of these and let them sit for like five years. Yeah. That's a good question. What that cigar would taste like. Yeah. But it smooth out. But it tells you E.P. Carrillo does a really good job. Are yeah. these? Three of them are, you know, rated very high. To your point, there's one thing I've noticed that's common of E.P. Carrillo and that all their cigars, and I've only had three now, this, the pledge prequel, and the Encore Majestic, all of them are very, very smooth cigars, which would suggest that they've aged it for at least a decent period I was of time. About, I was about to ask, do they age the tobacco before they roll it? They, do we, they do we know that? They I don't have know. To. Mm. They have to. The fact that there has not been any aggressive or rough edge in a cigar this flavorful, right. they have to. Yeah, it's so smooth. Are you guys ready to rate this thing? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Let's do it. Rooster, what do you give it? So considering, you know, the price point, all of those things, keeping all of that, um, I'm going to give this a nine. Wow. Wow. I am. I am. Wow. 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 I thought I was going to be satisfying. I thought I was going to be the first nine tonight and I'm going to be the second nine because (laughs) even into the, even into the, the, uh, the last third here, it is right where I was hoping it would be. This is 10 times better. Than the pledge prequel, you know, start to finish. Yeah. I am very impressed. A nine all day. Mm-hmm. This is 
also shocking for me. I, as I've been smoking this, I've been toying with an eight or a nine. And the fact that in the last third, which is where almost every cigar at a, a lower price point tends to fall apart. A new and world, particularly. Yeah. Gizmo's point, the fact that that didn't happen here and it's still as satisfying, I'm also a nine. I'm a strong eight. I had to touch up Ooh. the cigar a couple of times. And I'm finding a little bit of bitterness uh, towards the end. Really? Yeah. I'm not getting that. Interesting. I, don't so know. I, I will just say, Pagoda, I'm worried that I've been watching. <laughs> You're smoking that very fast. Yes. <laughs> He's and down man, in the nub. I, I think this cigar, if it heats up too much, that's where so you that's, get that bitterness. Yeah. It's mi- worth mi- discussing mi- that. It's, yeah. it's really worth discussing the speed of which you smoke a cigar. It does affect its performance, right? How it delivers the flavor and the burn. And if it gets hot, it could be... Tough to finish. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's certainly as you, the smaller ring gauge you get, the more you pull on it, you're, you're bound to get tar. Um, I'm surprised he's getting bitterness, even if he's smoking these fast. Yeah. But maybe the cigar just requires patience in between the draw. And I've recently learned to be more patient with my cigars. I think especially down. cigars with a thick wrapper really benefit from patience. And I say that because I, again, my opinion, I think that there are, are some that I've, I've talked to people about this who agree that you get the the fullest flavor out of that cigar when it's burning at a cooler temperature, when it's not yeah. super high. You think of when we're smoking a Padron Maduro and you just let that cigar sit for a little bit. You know, there's a temptation to just keep puffing. And then you take that puff and the blast of flavor that you get out of that cigar, yeah. I think it really benefits from taking your time. It's a, it's a great habit for the listener Definitely. to take note of, yeah. All right, so we have a nine from Rooster, a nine from me, a nine from Senator, an eight from Pagoda, and Bam, what's your number? I'm at a nine. Mm. The cigar's ability to deliver full flavor in a very smooth way, it's just really, it's a very nice, sophisticated, high-quality cigar. Absolutely. Yep, worth a nine rating. Yeah, I wasn't expecting this. Not at all. Me neither. Not at all. Me neither. Kudos to the listener. I'm shocked. This is, this is... Very gratifying that this wasn't money wasted. Uh-huh. And I'm also very grateful that a listener reached out to suggest this. Composite score, 8.8. Wow. That's a hard recommend. Oh, that's a very strong recommend. For a cigar that you could potentially buy for under 10 bucks. Yep. That's crazy. Spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is really good. Now, the one thing I wanted to ask you is how long ago did you get these? Uh, a week ago. Okay, so they've only been in your humidor for a week. So That's hmm. it. That's great. Yeah. That's great. I, th- I do think that if these were wet, I do think that they'd be a little bit. Probably. Uh, I, I don't think we, you know, if they're super humid, you know, the one thing I'll caution the listener, I think the cigar, a w- little bit more humid would not be as satisfying. I think in, in keeping it under 70, I think you got to keep it under, you know. That's every stick. Yeah, yeah it keep is. It down. These are great notes for the listener. Really, yeah. It takes care, right, to have a, a, a satisfying cigar. Well, my takeaway from this is very simple. El Senador always <laughs> delivers. Turn his mic off, please. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Very good. An 8.8 for the EP Carrillo La Historia in El Senador. I am shocked. Senator, thank you for the uh, cigars. Pagoda, thank you. Thank you for the fantastic Guinness. Yes, sir. And uh, that's it for tonight, boys. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, loungelizardspod, P-O-D, 
That's loungelizardspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>